Welcome in to Mox on the Mic. I'm Chris Goforth, and glad to have you join us. You can find Mox on the Mic wherever you download your podcast from. Make sure you subscribe, and while you're at it, remember to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. It helps Mox fans find us, and it helps us find more Mox fans like you. Today, we get you ready for softball season with a visit with the girls of spring. The defending Southern Conference champion Mox open their title defense this weekend at Frost Stadium against Austin P. The Mox are once again selected as league favorites. Allie Walker was selected as the preseason player of the year. Seeley Hudson it was selected as the pitcher of the year. Walker and Hudson were joined on the preseason first team by pitcher Allie Swinford and shortstop Emily Coltharp. Outfielder Haley Weisenbach and first baseman Emma Sturdivant were selected to second team honors. Let's lead off our conversation this week with redshirt senior first baseman Emma Sturdivant. Fifth year for you, right? Yep. So that redshirt year, go back to that. And looking back on it now, was that a good thing? Um, Looking back on it now, I think it probably calmed my eagerness down as a player a lot. Um, Coming in straight out of high school, I was super eager, especially talking to Coach Reed and how excited he was to have me and Amanda Beltran there. So ultimately, I think maybe my excitement might have gotten the best of me as a player. And then the next year when it was my first year, my freshman season playing, I think I was a lot more calm after watching everyone play for a full year. But um, I mean, the pain was not worth it. That shoulder surgery was not too hot. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And it's worked out in the long run, so. Seven seniors. Three of you guys are now in your fifth year. Mm-hmm. What is that bond that the three of you have? You know, it's just a lot different, especially uh, with each player. Katie Quorum, I actually came in my freshman year with her, and then Morgan Casaruni joined us my sophomore year. So it's a little different for everyone. I think we all still have, like, a chip on our shoulder of having to sit out for our own respective reasons. So we share that in common. Um, me and Katie share sharing that first season together. She also had a shoulder surgery also, so I share that pain with her and getting through that. But, you know, ultimately I think all three of us just really want to win for this senior class this year because our senior class, we already won that for them, and it was the greatest feeling. So we just want to put them out on the same note that our class went out. How much fun was last year? I can't even describe it. That's just the highlight of my entire athletic career. That was the greatest moment of my athletic life, for sure. Your game, and I've, and I've talked to Coach Reed about this before. Look, you're fourth in, in hitting, and, and uh, you hit, you know, 329 last year. But to me, the strength of your game has always been on the defensive side and your ability, especially to pick balls out of the dirt, <laughs> which is – uh, and I guess it helps with height. Yeah, helps that, a right? Bit, yeah. But the idea that not every ball is coming in chest high for you—the fact that you do have to pick them out of the dirt—where does that come from? How much work goes into that for you? Um, for me, it was just a lot of prep before. Um, my dad's a super big Yankees fan, so uh, when Mark Teixeira was the first baseman for the Yankees, he would always tell me, "Watch how he plays first base. He plays first base like a shortstop," and that really just stuck with me. And Ever since I was, like, watching baseball games with my dad, I've always kept that mentality, like, don't play first base like a first baseman that maybe doesn't have as much range. Play it like you're any other player on the field in the infield. So that's where that came from. And then from there, it's just my teammates having confidence in me, and I like that they don't have to worry when they throw to me. They know that they can just release, and wherever it's going to be, I'm going to try my best. So for me, that's where that comes from. Who else did you like to watch growing up? 
Um, Derek Jeter, for sure. That was like a big one for me. And then on the softball side, obviously Lauren Chamberlain as a first baseman. So, and I don't know, just any softball I could watch. I was just a big fan of the sport, always have been. Team USA mm-hmm. coming in in April. Yeah. How exciting is that? Um, when Corey told me, actually, I just couldn't even believe it. My jaw was on the floor. I had never thought in my wildest dreams I would ever be on the field with some of those people. And, you know, I grew up playing against some of them in Southern California, uh, Rachel Garcia specifically. So, I don't know. It's going to be a weird experience seeing her on this stage now versus just high school uniforms. Given the success now from last year, what are your expectations for 2020? I mean, the same. I always expect us to be great competitors on the field, and I expect nothing less. I'm always going to have the most confidence in my team. So I expect the same exact results as last year, and we're going to work our tails off to earn it. I mean, nothing was given to us at all last year. We had a rough go of it during the regular season, and we worked our tails off. So that's what I expect again this year. Was there a point in time last year, was there a turning point in the season where you felt like this is this is real, this is really happening? Um, I think for me it was probably the Samford series. Um, I mean, I know that was the last one, but, you know, we were going back and forth with, like, being great during our SOCON series or not having the best series and barely missing it here, barely missing it there. And I think after the Samford series, we had to go through a lot of adversity and – you know, that just hyped the entire team up, and it really helped that I was going right into the tournament. But, yeah, I mean, they turned it on for our senior class last year during the Sanford series. I mean, freshman Emily Cawthorpe getting the walk-off win for our senior game. So I think that just showed, like, everyone was willing to win. You hit 329 last year. It seems like you've improved every year since you've been here in, in one one facet of the game or the other. How much better can you be? How high is the ceiling for Emma Sturdivant? Oh, I'm not sure. I'll just do whatever it takes to help my team win, even if that's me hitting 100. I don't really care how it turns out stat-wise. But, I mean, obviously I've been working a lot on my hitting, so hopefully it pays off for me. Criminal justice major, right? That's my second one, yeah. (laughs) 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 Already graduated with exercise science. So what do you want to do? Um, I plan on going to law school. I'll probably take a year off and likely end up moving back home to California, and then I'll apply all over and wherever it takes me. Emma, good luck. Thank you so much. Allie Walker finished second in the conference player of the year voting last year. She sounds like she's ready to improve on what were some fantastic numbers from a season ago. Here's our visit with Allie Walker. The strides that you've made through your career here. You just keep getting better. How much better will Allie Walker be in 2020? My uh, my success has been based on my teammates. I've had awesome teammates backing me up. I couldn't get the RBIs if they weren't on base. So just for them. You guys look like you're having a lot of fun last year. <laughs> was that as fun as it looked? It it was it was my favorite season of softball I've ever played. So it was amazing. Team chemistry seemed to be. It looked like a group that really got along. Tell me about this group. Is that chemistry, is, do you feel like it's as strong with this group as what you guys had last year? Oh, absolutely. I feel like this group is really strong. I think what made us so strong last year was um, we were the freshmen and sophomores that, you know, had a really tough season, spring 2017. So um, I think that made all of us stronger being together because we we were really young my freshman year, so almost everyone that – you know, finished playing this past year were starters that season. So we all kind of um, got on the field together 
and did that. But, uh, no, I think the team chemistry is just as strong. I think that we've um, we figured out what it takes to win a championship. And so building on that is what's important. You DP'd some last year. You played right field some last year. Does it matter to you? where you play as long as you're in the lineup do you care um no not really i just uh i want to do what's best for my team and so if coach reed thinks that i'm gonna be best in right field or if i'm gonna be best um in the dp spot so just wherever wherever i can help my team is it a different mindset absolutely um being a dp you can only focus on one side of the game and so if you're not um you know we say all the time softball is a game of failure you're gonna fail way more than you're gonna succeed and so with being on only one side, if uh, you're not successful, then it's it's a tough mentality to realize, like, you can't go make a great play in the outfield, you know, to kind of boost your confidence for your next at-bat. You have to uh, just get it in your head. You know, that at-bat's over, you got to flush it. That weekend's over, got to flush it. And then come with a new approach to the plate every at-bat. You've hit 360, over 360 <laughs> the last two years. Do you look back at that and go, Dang. Um, uh, I I really try to not look at stats. Uh, when you say it, that this makes me laugh. My grandfather, goodness, is really big on telling me how well, how I do, and it uh, it really doesn't. Um, I try to not look at it because once I get consumed in the numbers, then it'll start you know making me think about the numbers instead of you know producing on the field. Coach Reed had his ring on. Where's yours? Uh, my ring is um, it's at my in, in my room at my house. Uh, I don't like to wear it around campus. I'm afraid I'm going to bump it into something. It's so big. <laughs> and people always ask questions like, oh, what is, what's that? And then you got to go into the story. And then it's just, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But I, I try to wear it on only on special occasions, not on just a Monday afternoon. Have you got a, uh, you got a special place for it at home? Um, it's beside my favorite candle, so yes. <laughs> so every time I light my favorite candle, I You I'll just need another it. ring to put on the other side yeah, of it now, exactly. right? That'd is that the great. way it works? It'd be great. I wanted to ask you guys about, for most people, if you told them, hey, you're going to go to Florida for nine days, most people would be like, yes. For you guys, you get nine days. You've done this trip now a couple of times. This, is, this will be your four, yes. Yeah. Um, nine days in Florida. The first year, I would imagine it's really cool. What's it like now that you've been a couple of years? Are or are you still excited about nine days of softball in Florida? The Florida trip is more of a bonding trip than a playing trip. We are together 24 hours a day. You're in the hotel with the same girls. You're eating with the same people. You are seeing the same people every day. Um, so it's more of a let's go jump in the pool whenever, you know, it's it may be 70 degrees outside. Well, that pool is not 70 degrees. So, <laughs> hey, let's go jump in the pool at nine o'clock at night and uh it 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 is a bonding experience leading up to the southern conference turn or uh play so i don't know i'm very iffy about it it's a lot it's a lot but and it's good weather it's good to get your confidence up before you go play physically it's tough though right you play that many games in nine days yes it is very tough our athletic trainer is always on top of making sure that we Ice our, all of our shoulders, our knees, our ankles, our joints, everything. Because it's, was it 11, 11 games in nine days? It's it's yeah. something crazy like that. Team USA. 
Yeah, Team USA. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I would think, I mean, you know, look, you've hit, uh, we, we've talked about the numbers. <laughs> I won't go over those again, but is this one of those where you go into it and you start to think, i got a little something to prove here? Um, uh, I never thought I would be able to step on the field where Monica Abbott and Kat Osterman are going to be. And so this is just kind of more of a, a surreal, like, I'm thankful moment. Not really I have something to prove because they're, I mean, they're the greatest in the game. They are. And so it's more of a more of a humbling experience that I get to step on the field with the greats, you know, and one of them or Kalani Ricketts or goodness, whoever, whoever they're going to pitch at me, you know, they're going to go represent my country overseas. Like that, that's such a cool experience. Like I don't, some people were just like nervous that we may get the brake speed off of us or whatever. I'm excited because, you know, they're going to represent us and they're going to represent the game of softball. And especially with the Olympics, you know, being back or softball being back in the Olympics. Like it's just, it's just such a cool experience. Emma talked about watching the Yankees with her dad and, and how Mark Teixeira played first base. Yeah. For you growing up, what, baseball, softball, it doesn't matter. Was there, was there, a, was there a person for you? Yeah, um, definitely uh, Jessica Mendoza. She was a, a left-handed hitter. She played outfield. She, you know, just made strides in the game. She kind of, she kind of broke the stereotype that you know being an outfield's cool. You know, when you're 12 years old and you're in center field, you know, people are like, oh, you're stuck in the outfield because you're not good. Well, she, you know, just tore that wall down. You know, she, you know, you have to have a good arm. You have to be fast. You have to be able to read a ball. And then she gets up and, you know, hits left-handed like I do and then hits balls over the fence. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be like her. And she's still breaking down walls, right? You watch her on Sunday Night Baseball? Yes, uh, I have many times. <laughs> communications major, right? I am communications major. What do you want to do? Host a podcast? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. This has been really fun. No, um, I love writing. I love uh, I love being on social media and then writing about stuff. I've helped Corey a few times, you know, doing that. So that's that's kind of more of the route I want to take for sure. I've noticed there were some that from Corey that came through with less mistakes in it. So yeah, that was that, you. It, I wondered who did that. <laughs> so finally, Corey's learned about commas. <laughs> Allie, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Coach Frank Reed is the veteran skipper of Chattanooga softball, and his mocks are once again selected as SOCON favorites. But before we get to that, let's take a look back at last year with the mocks head coach. How special was last year for you? Well, it's always special when you win. You know, we've had a couple of years where we hadn't won, and uh, actually for the uh, senior group, it was three years, and so they were excited about the opportunity to do that. Uh, I'm not sure it put a little more pressure on us, but it put a little more focus where we, you know, we wanted to get back and do the things that we've done in the past. And uh, one thing you learn from that situation is you never take anything for granted. Right. Uh, You know, each year's new, and you get out there and you try to, you try to, Put the best team, you know, you can out on the field, and hopefully they come together as a team. I think that's that was a big thing for us last year. I think uh, we actually gelled as a team. I'm not sure. Sometimes you can put your finger on it. Sometimes you can't. Last year I couldn't. But I went into it feeling pretty strong that we were going to have a good team. I just didn't know how good. And, uh, you know, I felt like we should have probably won the conference as well, beside the conference tournament. But, uh we continue to put good numbers up, and we had good play from everybody, you know, and, and play a lot of players. I think that was really instrumental. Uh, I would look at lineups sometime after the game, 
and look at my substitutions and things like that. And there was many games where I would get, you know, 17, 18 kids into the game. And I think that probably, too, was was really big for what we were able to accomplish. Was there a point in time last year when you felt like you turned the corner, like when you knew, hey, we, we this is really going to happen, we, we've got a legit chance here? Well, you don't tell anybody that. You think it to yourself. You know, I thought uh, – we should have won the tar- we should have won the season, and then when we got into the tournament, I really felt strong that we were going to be able to do that. Uh, but you know, that's something I think I sort of keep to myself, share to myself on my drives home and my drives in that uh, that we can do this. You know, it's just going to be a matter of how bad they want it, and they and they wanted it pretty bad. You got Southern Conference ring on today, yeah. right? Yeah. Where do you keep all those? <laughs> my wife says I should bring them home. We have a few up there. In my office, we save them. We got to recruit tomorrow, so we save them to show recruits. Uh, but uh, yeah, I get to I get to see them. But, you wear uh, the most recent one? Is that, is that I the do, way it goes? I, well, last year actually it was funny. Uh, I switched back to uh, I had a, the most recent was a twenty, maybe fifteen or sixteen, and I switched back to a fourteen. I just liked that ring. I had it was a funny story. I could get into it and tell you about it. But go ahead, we got time. Well. Um, I had that ring, and I showed it to a friend, uh, Jeff Hernan, who's our photographer for, for our Mox team. And uh, he was waving it around and dropped it on uh, on the concrete and put big, two big dents in it. And he said, I'm sorry. I said, well, you know, it's okay. Well, it's not really okay. You just did in my ring, you know. But anyway, uh, our Jocelyn's guy, Joe Graham's a really nice guy. He's a friend of mine. He helped me. He got uh, uh, me an awards case when uh, we got our thousandth victory. And so he said, I want to redo that ring for you. And so he did, and I put it in the box, but I never wore it. And so last year I decided to put it on, and I wore it through the season. So maybe I should go back. I got the new one, but maybe I should go back and get that ring as well. That may be what it was. Yep. That may be what it was. You've so ingrained in the softball community and have been for, for a long time as a coach. USA softball coming here. First off, how did that happen? Well, you know, they're doing a tour. I didn't know how extensive the tour was going to be, uh, and they were reaching out to different locations, uh, you know, areas, I guess, to uh, promote USA Softball. And uh, they, ta- they uh, contacted our sports and events committee here with Tim Morgan, and uh, they worked out all the details. Asked, first, they said, would you or do you want or would you play them? And, of course, you know, I've been involved in international ball for, oh, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and being a part of Team Dominican and head coach there one year and then, uh, uh, Team Mexico the last few years. We actually beat Team USA in, uh, 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 let's see, where were we when we beat them? Not Puerto Rico, uh, Dominican Republic, I think. We beat them over there. Uh, we had us really our best pitcher going against one of their best, and we beat them 5-2. to two. They came back and beat us in the finals, uh, but we finished second in the Pan American Games. And I know how good they are, and they continue to replace players every year, and so they get just get stronger and stronger. Team Mexico's, you know, Really, really good too. So we know, you know, it was fun to be out there at that level, watching the best of the, in the world play each other. But you know, they're they're the best team in the, in the world, and so they're going to come in here and hopefully we can make them competitive and give them some, give them, let them see some things that are going to get them better. You know, moving forward through the Olympic Games in, in twenty. Expectations coming into this year. I mean, they got to be high on you guys, given what all you have coming back. What are your expectations on twenty twenty? Well, I I think mine are pretty much the same every year. I was talking to Corey, you know, a little bit about our schedule. And I said every year we put conference tournament, which we always go in our in our conference. The uh, uh, regionals, you got to win the conference tournament to go there. Supers, you got to win the regionals to go there. 
and we put College World Series. We put those dates on our calendar every year. And, you know, being realistic about it, you know, the the World Series is uh, tough. It would be tough. But we legitimately could be a team that could make a – could win a regional and go to a uh, and go to a super. The problem with that a little bit is, you know, we're in a region with the best of the best in the Southeastern Conference uh, comparing it to 19 years ago where we went – we almost went to the College World Series – uh, in that region was Alabama, Auburn, Georgia Tech, and Florida State. Florida State beat us to go, but those other teams were home. You know, fast forward 19 years, you can see what opportunities and money do for a program. And uh, that's exactly what's happened in the SEC because they're putting the best opportunities and the best money forward. And, you know, as athletes come along, they want to have that opportunity to play, uh, you know, at the, at that level. Uh it shouldn't be all about that. You know, uh, it should be some about being a student athlete. You know, we had a three five nine 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 where our goal was three six a semester, so we got some really smart kids. If they can relay that smartness into being <laughs> being great on the field, we should be pretty good. Uh, but we've still got some holes that we are concerned about. How do you feel like they've handled the success from last year? Uh, for me, it's like I like to say, okay, we won – that's good. Feel good about yourself inside, and I don't feel like I have to go out there and tell everybody how good we were. Uh, everybody's different in how they approach or embrace that. I think they've still been embracing that up until just uh, a few weeks ago when we made our uh, last pictures and uh, even getting ready for the new year, and I told them it was time to put the rings up and start focusing on next year, but uh, or focusing on this year. So, you know, it's uh, – for me, it was like the day we won, I'm thinking about the next year. For them, I think they were still celebrating on out, probably through the summer, and not and rightfully so, they should. I guess that's just the coach and me. You know, I'm just always trying to think a little bit ahead. I want to get to the Southern Conference, but before we do that, let's let's get to your squad. Let's talk first about the pitching. Two years ago, three years ago, when you and I spoke, pitching was was a problem. And Seeley Hudson comes in as a freshman and has really kind of established herself. First off, healthy going into 2020? Uh, she seems to be. I don't want to jinx her. You know, every time I compliment her or say something positive about a kid, it seems like it comes back and bites me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she does. she's not without her issues that will be with her for life, you know, injuries that, you know, you hear all the old players talking about, well, we all have them, and she still has those, and she works through them, and, does some special things to make sure that she's ready to go every day. But for the most part, she seems to be really healthy, throwing the ball you know, really well. So, uh, you know, we'll count heavily on her as well as uh, Allie Swinford. Now, there's uh, Allie's another story. She has some really serious things going on with her, but she's she's telling us that she's going to pitch through the year. Which is, this is her junior year, and she's not going to try to do it another year. It's just so, you know, physically demanding on her. But uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, those two should anchor what we're trying to do on the pitch, on the mound. Who's behind those two? I don't know. I don't want to get into picking somebody. Uh, we're still challenging uh, a, a few of those, you know. You want to have three, though, right? Well, we've got five. So, you know, we'll see. We brought we brought somebody. We brought uh, Kat, Catherine Thompson in into the break. Uh, and we've got Hannah um, and uh, Brooke over there. They're still working to be where we want them to be. You have to replace Amanda Beltran behind the plate. Has anybody established themselves yet as the catcher? Well, I'll approach that 
with the things that I said to you before the uh, before we got into the podcast. Do you want me to tell you the truth or do you want me to lie to you? <laughs> the truth is you're not going to replace Amanda Beltran. That's right. just, just not going to do that. Uh, you know, her size, her demeanor, you know, nobody would attempt to try to do anything that would uh, have her involvement with throwing them out and those types of things just because she just intimidated people. And, you know, I think she hit 12 home runs maybe last year. Uh, sort of living back up to her reputation as a, as a freshman. Uh, she struggled a little bit sophomore and junior. But a good defensive catcher, knew how to talk, had that uh, great relationship with the pitchers, and so she knew how to relate to them. Uh, we have four four catchers. Uh, we're still not sure what we're going to do there. Uh, each one has a strength. Uh, we could roll three or four of those together to make one. We would really be strong there and maybe compete with Amanda Beltran. But... Uh, um, at this point, we don't know. So early in, you're going to see a lot of moving around and changing around until we find the right person. You know, it's more, it's got to be the complete package there. You can't just have a hitter or a defensive player. It's like, you know, you recruit a middle infielder, and you say if you can uh, if you can play middle and hit 220, you know, you're great. Uh, you know, we need a catcher to hit, you know, 320, 350 and hit us 12 home runs like Amanda did and, and be strong behind the plate and have a great arm and everybody afraid to run. Because you don't want too many people moving, taking an extra bases on you, and uh, that's exactly what they'll do if they find a, you know, find a hole. And I'm not saying we're going to have a hole there. It's just that uh, we've still got some work to do. Any other position battles that you feel like are still up for grabs? Uh, we lost Haley Williamson at second. Um, I think uh, she was a player that really got overlooked a lot last year. Uh, Haley come along so strong. I think she hit five or six home runs for us when she's not done that in the past, and just. So constant at second base, uh, just uh, knew how to be that person that uh, brought stability there. So we're still trying to figure out who's going to who's going to be there. We moved a we moved a couple players in there. Um, we'll see. We're still we were still moving around people to that position as late as last week. So uh, hopefully that'll play out pretty quick, and we'll figure out who's going to go there. Emily Coltarp is back. She had a heck of a freshman year for you playing shortstop. You're just a little bit about her and, and kind of your expectations going into this year for taking that next step. Yeah, Emily's obviously a great player. You get to see her on the field. You know, you go back and see some of the little things on the social media, you know, driving in a run here, making a great play, you know, making the top ten plays of the week and that kind of thing. She's a Really a good player, you know. I, the, what I love so much about Emily is she, you know, she come here with not a whole lot of scholarship money, basically nothing, and then earned her way into a position, uh, and just by hard work and just continue to work. A young lady that I'd followed in the past would like to have had her, but didn't feel like we could get her because we didn't really have opportunities to offer things at that time. But uh, because of an injury, we kept up with her. We followed her and just showed her that we really cared outside of the game of softball. Uh, she was willing to come and take a chance on us, and you know, all, you know, she did get out. We we hadn't got the picks out yet, but I would be surprised if she's not, uh, you know, on the all preseason all conference team. I think they're they're doing it a little different, just infielders and not position people in the infield. So, but I'd be really shocked if she's not, you know, on that team. You've got seven seniors, seven seniors. You've got a couple though that are fifth year players, uh, Emma Sturdivant being one of those. A little bit about that group and exactly what they have meant and how important is it to have people in this program five years? I mean, they they know the culture now. 
They do. Uh, and, you know, go back to what the question you asked me earlier was, uh, you know, them buying in and, and not getting too far ahead. Uh, as a fifth year, you know, you want a championship as a senior. You know you want to come back in. And, you know, how do you make your fifth year better than you made it your senior year? And so, uh, you know, we're trying to, to challenge them. I, th- I think, honestly, uh, you know, all of our fifth-year kids struggled a little bit in the fall. And, you know, and we talked, we've had talks with them about not taking the things for granted and making sure that we're doing, you're continuing to work as if you were a junior last year. And, you know, this is, you know, obviously going to be your final year. But, uh, you know, you're right. They really bring a lot of uh, stability to what we're doing. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, our younger kids latch hold of that and they will continue to grow from that as, you know, during the year and then after they're gone. How in the world was Allie Walker not first-team all-conference last year? Well, I could tell you, and I would be telling you the truth this time. I'm going to lie to you. I don't really know. Uh, she's a great player. Uh, she had the numbers. I look at her numbers, and I think it's like a political race. You know, everybody didn't vote for the right people. And so uh, – Everybody didn't vote for the right person. I felt like in, in Allie Walker, she should have been our – and it's made her hungry. I'm telling you, it's made her hungry for this year, so we'll see. But I think, too, she probably handled it as well as anybody I would I know because she uh, realizes that it's not just about her and about the awards that, you know, you're going to get. Because for me, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the players, you know, you, you if you feel good inside about what you've done, it's not the award they're going to hang on your – you know, hang around your neck at the end of the day. It's knowing that you've accomplished and you can look, you know, and if you're voting just on the numbers and what people have put down there, you know, you know, she should, she should definitely be it. And surprisingly, the uh, young lady that won it is not in our conference any longer. And she transferred out of the Southern conference, you know, she's in the ACC. So all the more reason we should have picked Allie. Scout the conference for me. It's going to be just like it was in the past. Uh, I think it's going to be a little weaker this year. From the pitching side, if you look on paper, we should have the best pitchers there if they pitch. Uh, we just got to put the people around them. So I think it's going to be anybody's game who plays well continuously over the course of the six weekends that we have conference series. Uh, you can't get behind and depend on somebody else to to bail you out. You know, you're going to have to stay on top early, I think, and I think that's going to be the team that's going to win. But I feel like all in all, you know, it's going to be pretty close across the board. There's some schools that have brought in some um, portal transfers that are coming from bigger conferences, uh, Sanford being one of those, and I think that, uh, you know, still yet to see how that's going to impact, you know, those particular teams. But uh, it'll be interesting. I don't think that what I said last year, four, five, maybe six wins would win it, or six losses would win it, and I think we're going to find that be the same thing this year. I think you're going to see – uh, a lot of inconsistencies across the, the weekends. Coach, looking forward to it. Ready to get it started. Well, if we can go back and get some weather like we had about three weeks ago. <laughs> you know, be we were nice, outside five it? or six times. Yeah, we'd be ready to go. You know, uh, uh, Coach Kilgore looked at the calendar the other day, and he said it looks like we're going to have snow showers on the first day we open up. So uh, not not fun, but they call it a spring sport. That's right. Pre- we should call it a pre-spring sport. Coach, appreciate it, man. Yeah, Good to see you. Y'all have a great day. Thanks to Emma, Allie, and Coach Reed for being with us this week. If you haven't been to Frost Stadium, get out and support this team. It's a fun environment. 
and this team is a lot of fun to watch. If you can't make it out this weekend, no worries. You can join Chattanooga Hall of Famer Michelle, of course, and myself on the call on the SoCon Digital Network. Check it out. Just go over to GoMox.com. You can get all the details, and you can watch the game there. That will do it for us this week. Good luck in that quest for another ring to Chattanooga Softball. We'll see you next week right here on Mox on the Mic. Until then, I'm Chris Goforth saying, Go Mox! Go Mox!